welcome back to Activity Quest, the podcast that's packed with stuff to do. Today's episode has a geology theme as we look at rocks and crystals. Meg is going to Ingleton Falls in North Yorkshire to find out how waterfalls form, and Dan is going to be conducting an experiment to make salt crystals. Plus, we've got events from all across the country. My name's Bex, and every episode of Activity Quest starts with a presenter doing something awesome. So, have you ever wondered how waterfalls form? Today, Meg is at Ingleton Waterfalls Trail to tell us a little bit more about how waterfalls are created in nature. So, let's lace up our boots and join her. Hello! Since today's episode is all about rocks, I thought I would take you to one of my favourite places in the UK, Ingleton Falls in North Yorkshire. Now, you might be thinking, what do waterfalls have to do with rocks? Well, by the end of this trip, you're going to know exactly what they have to do with each other. But first, let me get on my hiking trainers, and I'm off on the walk. Now, Ingleton Falls has seven different waterfalls when you come here so not just one big one but seven it's really really impressive the whole walk is about four and a half miles and it takes us through some of the most stunning countryside i am surrounded by oak trees there is wild garlic bluebells it is seriously beautiful here and i also saw some sheep before um, it's such a place of natural beauty and farmland So the first stop is the money tree. This money tree, I don't know how long it's been here. I remember coming here, I mean, at least 20 years ago when I was a little kid and the money tree was here and now it's filled with more coins. Now, last year when I came, I put a coin, I banged it into this tree hmm, about here. And I remember it said 2021 on the coin. I can't see it now. I thought I would be able to find my old coin. But I have a two pence and I'm going to bash it into the tree with this rock. I think the hardest bit about this is there's like no space. So many people have put coins in. There we go. I like to put a coin in every year um, and it brings you good luck. So let's all make a wish. Lovely. Okay, let's set off on the walk again. So this is the first waterfall now that I've come to. And the water, you will see, is quite brown and foamy at this point in the waterfall. And you might think, oh, does that mean it's not very clean? But actually, one of the reasons that you'll find this brown water in areas like this is because there is peat in the soil. That's a type of soil that has a certain mineral in it that makes the water brown. And actually, it's a very clean thing. It doesn't mean it's dirty at all and some areas you can go camping around here they will have fresh water from a spring that is so safe to drink but it's actually colored brown from the peat do you reckon you would drink brown water if someone told you that it was okay to drink i've actually done it but i um it is a little bit gross to get your mind over even if it is clean so we've got four more waterfalls until we get to the big one and they are getting louder and louder and louder And I finally made it 
You can tell that I'm a bit out of breath. I've probably been pacing it up here. I am at the Thornton Falls, the main waterfall here at Ingleton Falls. It is magnificent. It is 14 metres over limestone. So the, luckily it's been raining this week here and there is so much water. It's a really sunny day today. So you can actually, if you'd like to, swim in the plunge pool just underneath the waterfall. So the plunge pool is the bit that forms at the bottom of the waterfall. Obviously, don't get too close to the actual waterfall because it is very ferocious. But you can swim about 10 metres away from it if you dare. The water is so cold. I have dipped my feet in. I don't think it's quite hot enough yet. But if you come on a hot weekend, I've done it before, you can swim in the pool and it is so refreshing. Um, but for now... I'm just going to dip my feet and you can tell from the change of my voice it's very, very, very cold. So I said I was going to tell you what on earth waterfalls have to do with rocks. So a waterfall forms when water flows over rocks and the softer rock underneath is eroded, which means that it is worn down. And as the softer rock underneath the hard rock is eroded by the water, it kind of comes away. So it leaves a gap between the soft rock and the hard rock. And eventually it kind of scoops under the hard rock. So there is a little branch sticking out of hard rock where if you look at a waterfall, you can see that branching out. Over time, as the water flows over and erodes the soft rock, you get this sticky out bit and eventually that will drop off and move the waterfall back. And as this happens, you get a higher bit of rock and a lower piece of rock where the water is coming down like a waterfall. So that gap forms a waterfall over time. So you need an area with hard rock and soft rock for waterfalls to form. This is honestly one of the most stunning places that you can come to in the UK. I've been so excited to do this on Activity Quest because I love this place so, so much. I come every year. I've come with my family for years. So if you are in the area of North Yorkshire, it's quite commutable from places like Manchester and Preston, places in the northwest as well, and places in the Peak District, of course try and come down here you won't be disappointed now i know for a fact having walked here before that i am about 20 minutes uphill walk to an ice cream van so i'm off to explore the rest of ingleton falls and try and get myself an ice cream bye now i've been waiting to tell you this joke for the whole show here we go geologists love music but their playlists get boring they're only rock and roll you get it yeah like it? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, okay, good. Uh, so if you have a better joke than me, unlikely, or if you go on any awesome activities, then let me know. Go to funkidslive.com slash activityquest. And remember to rate, review, and follow this podcast wherever it is you're listening to it. Now, do you know the names of the three different types of rocks? I'll give you the answer after Adam tells us the events from all across the UK. Thanks, Bex. Yes, first up, do you fancy seeing a working windmill? At Green's Windmill and Science Centre in Nottingham, you can experiment with light to electricity and magnetism in the footsteps of mathematical physicist George Green and learn about his life's work and achievements. George left school at just 10 years old, but later in life, his self-taught mathematical smarts led him to create several significant scientific ideas which are still in use today. The windmill itself only turns when the wind is strong, so you might want to hope for a windy day to see it in full action. For full details though, go to greensmill.org.uk. 
Next up, do you fancy a steam train ride? Located in the Isle of Purbeck, the rebuilt Swanage Railway is the perfect place to enjoy a family day out on Dorset's Jurassic Coast. The Heritage Railway attraction operates full-size steam and diesel passenger trains along the five and a half miles of line from Norden to Corf Castle and down to the Victorian seaside town of Swanage. The six-mile, 30-minute ride takes passengers through the beautiful Purbeck countryside, including stunning views of the ruins of Corf Castle. For more details on that one, go to swanagerailway.co.uk. And the Sea Aquarium in Ryle offers an underwater voyage of discovery where you can experience aquatic life from several regions of the world, including the Amazon, the Pacific Ocean, the Indian Ocean, the Red Sea, and our very own shores around Britain. During your visit to Sea Aquarium, you can come face-to-face with the most venomous fish in the oceans, see huge moray eels, have close-up encounters with the weird and wonderful puffer fish, watch as piranhas devour their food, and last but not least, see British lobsters lurking in the dark corners of the exhibit. For more, go to seaquarium.co.uk. And last but by no means least, the latest issue of Mega Magazine is a massive movie spectacular. It's packed with awesome lists of upcoming blockbuster movies you need to see. Plus, slick posters, a mega Harry Potter quiz, 10 epic facts about Sonic, and find out your inner super pet power. Don't miss the lit LOLs, big prizes, and sick puzzles. That's all in Mega Magazine, which is out now. So earlier on, I asked you what the three different types of rocks are. Do you know? It's igneous, sedimentary and metamorphic. Igneous rocks form when lava cools and solidifies. Sedimentary rocks originate when particles settle out of water or air or by minerals in the water. They form in layers and metamorphic rocks form when rocks that already exist are changed by heat, pressure or chemicals in water. Geologists are people that study rocks, but they're also interested in crystals as well. Uh, Some crystals you might already know are emerald and quartz. And today, Dan is going to show us how to make our very own crystals using things we have at home. Right, today, I'm sorry if you can hear the bangs and the crashes, the gurgles and the beeps, because I'm in the Fun Kids lab. We're going to make our own crystals. Now, crystals are a special kind of solid material where the molecules, which are really the tiny things that everything on Earth is made from, fit together in a pattern that keeps repeating itself. And because of these patterns, crystals form all sorts of unique and just beautiful shapes. Crystals take many forms. Uh, Two examples of them are diamonds and snowflakes. Today, we're going to make salt crystals. Now, as always, make sure you have a responsible adult to help you with this experiment. First, let's get everything that we need to make our crystals. And to grow your own ones, salt crystals, you'll need, well, table salt. It's also known by a scientific name, very smart, sodium chloride. We call it table salt. You've probably got some in your cupboard. Also, you'll need distilled water. It's a very special type of water that you can buy at garages and supermarkets. It's very pure and it's got no minerals in it, unlike other water, maybe stuff you get from your tap. You also need a clear clean glass container something like a jam jar that you've perfectly washed out is brilliant Uh, you'll need string and you need a spoon for stirring now when you've got everything ready for your experiment here's what to do it shouldn't take too long get an adult to help you put the salt into boiling water you keep adding more salt 
until no more salt will dissolve. You can tell that this is happening when crystals start to appear at the very bottom of the container. I need to add more to mine. Hang on, I'm giving it a good stir as well to make sure all the salt is dissolving into the water. The water needs to be boiling or freshly boiled to help the salt dissolve. So make sure that there is always an adult on hand to help you out. Uh, Now carefully pour that solution, what you've got. It's a fancy word for the salt and water mix, really. Pour that into a jar. Now take your spoon and tie the string in the middle and then suspend your string into the jar by laying the spoon across the top of the jar. So you've got this spoon that's balancing right across the top a little bit like a bridge, and then the string is hanging down the bottom in the middle like a rope swing. And then you leave your jar somewhere, it won't be disturbed, and wait for your crystal to grow. It might take a few days for crystals to form. The one I've got here, I started three days ago and already look you can see crystals forming along the string now once your crystals have grown here are some things for you to look for in them any impurities in the salt or the water will change the shape and it will change the color that your crystals grow what shape and color are yours i can see mine are pretty much clear Not bad for a first go. You can also repeat this experiment using different types of table salt. You could try iodized salt or unironized salt, sea salt, or even salt substitutes. Then try using different types of water, using tap water compared to distilled water. Does that make a difference in how the crystals look? Now, if you love science experiments like this and generally love everything sciencey, don't forget, check out my podcast, The Fun Kids Science Weekly. You can listen to that wherever you're listening to this. In every episode, I take a look at the week's biggest science stories. We've got amazing genius guests on there as well. Episodes from some of our favourite science series from the archive and brilliant experts answering all of your science related questions. It's basically a load of amazing science stuff crammed into like a 20 minute chunk. It's a journey around the universe in less than half an hour. Prepare to have your mind blown with the Fun Kids Science Weekly. While you do that, I'll hand you back to Bex. I've been following along as Dan showed us how to make these crystals, and I've got mine here. I'll have to check back in a few days to see if any crystals have formed, of course. And remember, there's loads of episodes of Activity Quest that you can go back and listen to any time you fancy. Just scroll back in your podcast app and pick an episode you like. We've visited places all across the country and also have an activity each episode that you can do from anywhere in the world. I'm Bex, and this has been a podcast from the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. Listen to Fun Kids on your DAB digital radio, on the free Fun Kids mobile app, and on your smart speaker. Just say, play Fun Kids. I hope your day rocks. Bye. Bye.